Before we start the episode, I'd like to give a tribute to a loved, kind-hearted presenter who sadly couldn't find a way out. Caroline Flack was such a beautiful soul. I send my love and condolences to her family and friends. Mental health is an important topic that we face in this country and even the world today. It's important to start a conversation. It's important to tell your family and friends, colleagues, they're loved and supported regardless of any situation. I formed and based my website and podcast around mental health. I wanted to be able to help people start an open conversation on the topic. The way the British media treats celebrities needs to be looked at. If you ever find yourself in distress or needing some support, you can contact the Samaritans on 116123 or email them at joe at samaritans.org. Talk to someone if you ever need help. I'm Danielle McCray. I'm Taylor Gray. I'm Laura Post. Jelly Soar. I'm Patty Matson. What's it like to voice Ajara? Do you have a connection to the character? Yes. Ajara is. Ajara was actually one of the very first, like, super big, important roles I booked. What inspired you to become a voice actress? Uh, so, what's inspired me were there were two different things. So, one, it was cartoons, inspired me to want to get into voice acting. What inspired you to start a tarot collection? Well, I started studying tarot about 20 years ago and I started playing WoW a little over 11 years ago. And, you know, the whole 20 years that I've been looking at tarot, I've always thought to myself that I would just really love to make a deck. What's it like to be a part of the Star Wars community? I mean, I don't know if there's any better community to be involved with. I know everyone who was a part of the show and worked on the show um, was so fortunate and grateful to be a part of it um, because it's an amazing family that you get brought into and you, you realize that you go to things like Celebration was only a few weeks ago. How do you feel about Sylvanas' progression in the next expansion? Well, you know, um, I always try to uh, not be connected to judging her regardless because our our job is to deliver a performance for the character that uh, is not in judgment of, of what she's doing or what they're writing because it's to stay true to delivering. Thanks very much for joining me. Oh, you're very welcome. We're excited. Thank you for uh, being a fan of our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great show. Wonderful. I've watched it twice now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, the second time was mainly research, but the first time was as a fan. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So could you introduce all three of you, to, uh, please? Sure, I'll introduce myself first. I'm Kevin Healy. I'm the executive producer and creator of Frank Encounters. I'm Henry Dittman. I'm one of the actors on the show. Uh, I'm Dave. I'm one of the actors and writers on the show. That's very nice. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you. Right, okay, so what inspired the show? It's interesting. Um, this is Kevin speaking. It, you know, I, I've been doing Hidden Camera and Prank for a long, long time, uh, and, a, and a lot with these guys that are here with me today. It started for me back in the early 2000s. I did a show on the U.S. called Spy TV, which then led to me creating a show called Scare Tactics, um, which ran for about 10 years on, uh, on Sci-Fi Channel here in the U.S. and across the world. And that was a that was a show where we definitely went into the horror comedy uh, area, but um, 
then we went into other areas where we started doing, uh, we did a show with Howie Mandel called How We Do It. We did Off Their Rockers with Betty White. Uh, we did a magic show uh, in Hidden Camera called Carbonaro Effect. Uh, and then uh, most recently we did a show with David Spade called Fameless. And so all this accumulated kind of hidden camera knowledge led us to go, how can we make things bigger and more elaborate? And how do we put our marks, which, you know, we call our unsuspecting stars in a position where they're not being goofed on, but in a sense, they're the key element to telling a great story. And all that went into uh, the creation of this format. And we got even really lucky because Netflix had reached out to me asking for a hidden camera idea. And within about a month of coming up with this, um, we got the call that Gate Matarazzo was looking for something to do and was a fan of our past work. So right. it was one of those incredible, you know, I guess like uh, collisions of ideas where we had a really cool way of doing a brand new type of prank show and an incredible star that was a fan who wanted to kind of uh, play with us. So it was a, kind of a miracle, miracle month. Right. Uh, my next question is how long would it normally take to film an episode? Uh, wow. Uh, Dave, you take that. You're uh, well, sure. You, and- once we get to uh, set and the typical time of onset when we complete the prank is probably about a 10 to 12 hour day. Um, and that doesn't include, uh, at least on this show, a day we come in and with the actors and some of the key uh, department heads and walk through the bit and sort of discuss and rehearse it without the mark. So, you know, if from in terms of production, you know, with the actors there and Kevin there, it's about two days, one day of rehearsal and then a, a pretty long day of uh, of the actual prank. All right. How how did you, like, get people involved without, without actually telling them that they're on a prank show? Like, I want to know more about that. Sure, Reese. This is Kevin. Um, you know, I, I is this that's one of those things where it's almost like the magic trick. I'm, I'm going to tell you as much as I'm allowed to tell you. But what I will say is that we use a really great network of friends, family, and connections to bring people who are perfect for this kind of experience. Um, So there's no one that ends up in our show uh, that hasn't been vetted um, in some way so that we know we're bringing people who would actually enjoy it uh, and and embrace it. Um, We tend to say that in general, uh, people who like amusement parks and and and, uh, and fun experiences are terrific people for us to put on the show. Um, how we do it precisely is a little kind of top secret, and I'll tell you why. There's a lot of other people that love to produce this type of TV, and they don't have our system, and they don't know how we do it. And so that's one of those sort of like, I guess, trade secrets. But um, we take the responsibility of bringing people to our set unaware very, very seriously for a lot of reasons. Not only do we want to make sure that we we actually do a real prank show and that we're not faking anything, because fake prank gives me a stomach ache, and I hate watching it, and I know it when I see it. But number two, the, the people that we're inviting are the most important people that come to our set every night. We have to make sure that this is a great and fun experience for them and an outrageous experience so that they have something to talk about and uh, and they feel like it was worth it. So... Um, I don't know if that answered your question, but it's uh, it's the most important part of our process. Everything else is useless unless we get really great, fun people that don't know precisely why they're there to our set. What's it like to see people's faces after they find out they've been pranked? 
uh, well, this is Henry. I'm one of the actors on the show. It's, uh, it's frankly thrilling. Uh, I mean, th there's a great comfort based on what Kevin just said and the fact that they have been very careful to bring people through that will love it and will have a great time. And first of all, especially on this show, the, the last show I did with uh, Kevin and Dave was a part of two was Fameless, um, which was did not have a horror element. And I was not a part of Scare Tactics. So this is my first real experience with the horror element. Um, it is, first of all, a great relief to tell them that there is not really a Bigfoot coming after them. And there is not really uh, a, a murderous plastic surgeon trying to steal a woman right in front of them. It's a huge relief. <laughs> Um, but there's also something really fun uh, as a bonus, frankly, when you see people excited that they're going to be on a TV show. And that was my experience. I was only a part of three episodes uh, this past season, two of which aired. Uh, my experience on every episode was that the people were thrilled that they were going to be on TV and, and secondarily thrilled that an alien had not really burst out of someone's stomach right <laughs> in front of them. Um, I'll but I'll tell you that the time that I've spent uh, on set, there's there's great awareness to how um, our guest star is taking things and how they are handling things. Uh, and there seems to be always someone on the ready, namely Kevin, to pull the trigger if we feel like things are becoming uncomfortable mm -hmm. uh, in an unsafe way. But it, it's when you make it all the way through and they have believed it and then they realize that it's a joke and everything is okay, it's, it's a real thrill. It's really fun. And then you start to watch them piece it together as they look at person to person saying, oh, my gosh, you were in on it and you were in on it. It can be a lot of fun. <laughs> do, do you think that anyone had, like, an inkling that it was actually a prank show or did they know nothing at all? I, I will tell you that I spend uh, – when I came on with these guys uh, on Fameless, um, my great concern always was first and foremost to not let people figure it out. And then I would find myself on that show standing across from Dave and another actor on our show named Jeff Lewis, watching them do really outrageous comedy and thinking, how are these guys doing this and getting away with this? But they are really experienced. And then I, I started to feel like I could start to have that, um, that kind of fun too. But always in my mind when we're doing it is I'm always examining the person that we are working with and wondering, do they know? Do they know? And that's the thing I feel when we finally reveal, when they say, oh my gosh, thank goodness, I feel a relief that they had not figured it out. And on this show, in my experience, nobody ever figured no. it out. Nobody was, yeah. nobody was ever at the end saying, I knew it, which is, a, <laughs> and we did our job. And Reese, too, there's some aspects of, of, the, of the show where these people are, are getting kind of bizarre information, and there is... Those things, kind of, of. you can see doubt in their face, like, is this really happening? Maybe they don't know, necessarily know it's a prank show, but they're like, I can't believe I'm, it, are, you're asking me to go through government files and <laughs> determine what's top secret. But you, you look in their eyes and they're looking at you and, and, and they don't know you're an actor. So you, and there's a, there's a psychology to like being a group con consciousness of like, well, if, if he, if, if this guy I'm sitting next to is in on it, and maybe I, as actors, you almost express kind of, I look what they're, they're seeing in their face, like, this is unbelievable. I almost express that as an actor, be like, yeah, this is, this is unbelievable. So this is unbelievable. So even if you have an actor that they can confide in, like, okay, they also think it's weird, but they're, they're buying it, and you sort of, sort of ride that wave of, like, believability and, and almost going along with, 
easing them into accepting, yeah, we are going to go through government files. Um, this is bizarre, but I'm up for it, yeah. and uh, this is amazing. I'm fine to be sworn in and become a, a secret agent tonight. Uh, but on on on, the, on on all my series, we do a debrief after each bit, and um, I've seen it a couple of times. Once in Scare Tactics, once on Spy TV, a couple of times on the Betty White Show, where I I know that they are either a not buying it or b that they have some level of like. Eh, I'm not so sure this is real, I and mean, then we never air those. It's just not in my DNA to put anything uh, fake on the air. I never will. But on, on Prank Encounters, what was great is at the end of every bit, we sat, Gaten and myself and some of the actors would sit with them and kind of go through the whole night with them. And so we kind of double insured ourselves that everybody there was not in the know and that we, we really did take them on a fun ride. Great. So my next question is, when's my cameo? I'm joking. No, it's a joke. <laughs> it starts in three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I could pretend. <laughs> right. Uh, so, what was your best memory on set? Have you got any great memories? Uh, this is Kevin. Um, you know what? I'll I'll say my best memory was the first night. Um, the first night that we shot season one was actually the the, the Sasquatch at the end of the road. We we called it. I think it was end of the road. The dead man's carpet. Uh, it was our very first night on set. It was the most elaborate hidden camera prank I think any of us had ever been a part of. We had uh, a, a great distance between uh, all the different pieces and puzzles. We had a car driving in. We had Dave running through the woods, um, you know, as this guy lost. And we also had the first night with Gaten, who really was starting to try to figure out what the, what did I sign up for. And um, we revealed. And we had some technical difficulties. We had problems with audio. We were running around trying to fix. And then at the end of a very long, I would say, 16-hour day, uh, Gaten was walking back to his trailer with his mom and dad, who were amazing, saying, this is the most fun I've ever had. And I looked at everybody and I said, this works. Because not only did our, our formula is very weird. We have two people who've never met that have to connect and collaborate and become the biggest part of the story. It's never been done before in our type of TV. Not only did it work, but our star would have had the best time of his life. And it just set us off, I think, on a great momentum for the rest of the rest of the run. So there was uh, a lot of controversy online about it being fake and things like that. How, how do you combat people saying that? It's interesting because I've been doing it now for 16, 17 years, and every show I do, everyone says the same thing. So it's it's funny because you know it's hard to prove it's hard it's hard to tell somebody that they've been fooled, and I think people would rather not believe they've been fooled. And and it's sort of if you, if you want to look at kind of how, you know our political system in the United States, I think people would rather stick to their beliefs than than believe what they're seeing sometimes. But um, we're we're contemplating doing a little miniature doc uh, when we uh, when we air season two. Um, that shows a little bit more behind the scenes. Um, but you know what? If people want to believe it's fake, it's okay. As we found out, we have so many people watching that as long as they're watching and they're having fun, that works for us. We know we're not doing a fake show. That would be such a waste of time. Oh, my yeah. God. I would, we could get the show done in 20 minutes if we were faking it. Why would we spend 18 hours in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make it all work. We could be on a cushy set eating craft service. Reese, I also will tell you without revealing any secrets that I'm sitting in Kevin's office right now 
with dozens of TV shows that he's personally developing through his production companies. Mm -hmm. And he has absolutely no need to go and create something fake um, oh, in, in that realm. I mean, he's a very prolific producer and creative and um, there, there's not a need to do it. And, and I have to say too, like I'm very honored to be a part of this collection of actors. I, I know we've already skipped the question, but my favorite moment on every one of these shows is the moment Specifically, when I'm looking across the room at Dave as he's freaking out and just watching him do his thing, because as, as an actor, typically your takes are like 30 seconds long, and our takes on a show like this can be an hour. They can be, wow. in, and so you're watching somebody do their thing and bring funny, and you can sometimes hear laughter from the other room uh, as people are trying to put it all together, and you hear shh. Uh, it, <laughs> There's a magic to it as it's all coming yeah. together. And I'll let Dave speak too, because I'm sure Dave has a take on it. But this is Kevin. Like, I think there is a reason why people do tend to look at some of these shows because there's so the, the there's a lot of prank both on television, certainly in the UK. There's been a history of some really great, you know, prank shows. And I'm a I'm a fan of UK TV. Is is how I was raised as a, a kid in Boston, watching all the great UK shows coming mm -hmm. through on my uh, on my public television. Yeah. You know, starting with Monty Python, but um, the prank shows have also been terrific. Um, but uh, but there's a lot out there online and on television where they do fake it. And Is that true? I'm sorry to sound like an idiot, but does that oh, really? No. Oh, unfortunately, it's very true. Like even some of the people that we work with, when they come work on our sets, they go, "So we're actually doing this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I we're, find that really flabbergasting. We're actually that? we're actually yeah. doing this. Like we we do it for real." Why bother? But anyway, Dave, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, in terms of like how you combat what's fake or not, I, I, you know, like Kevin said, like it's it's with every prank show and and some of the, it, it, the watching it and you're like, how can someone believe that aliens exist? <laughs> what they don't know is that we filmed for four because. or five hours and we're planting seeds and it's not, they don't just walk into the house and we say, hey, I think there's an alien egg upstairs. No, there's, there's so much thought and care brought into planting seeds and slowly, um, slowly doling out information, stuff that we'll, we'll lose in, in the edit for time, because no one's going to sit there and watch a, a two-hour bit um, unfold in real time. So uh, I, I get it. I understand why people, because we're skipping like, oh, well, he, this character never was introduced to this person, and yet they know their name. And it's just something in the edit that we're like, you know, we don't have time to, you know, show all the intricacies of like the, the slow drip that we, we we dole out in order to get them into that state of mind to actually believe that there's an alien attacking them or, or existing or whatever. Yeah. I, I also started to multiple times on Twitter answer people who had very specific reasons why they thought our show was fake, including screenshots, and then reached out to Kevin and said, hey man, should I be an answering these tweets? And he actually he put it in a way that I found uh, he crystallized it pretty perfectly when he said, it is a great compliment to us that people simply can't believe we really did this, uh, that we pulled this off. But I will, I will tell you, we did. And we didn't fake anything. And um, I think that's even more of a testament specifically to Kevin and also yeah. to Dave, who works as a writer and story producer on these shows with him. 
Um, can you confirm? Is there going to be a season two? Can you confirm? Yes or no? Uh, I can confirm that soon that you will see more of these. <laughs> like, yay! <laughs> I, like, I like that confirmation. Yeah. It's 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 one of those things, isn't it? That I I was like, oh my god, shall I ask this question? Yes or no? So I just went with it. <laughs> That's okay. You can ask any question you want. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll tell you everything we're allowed to say. Um, right, let's see. Uh, what, um, my, I'm just gonna go into my favorite episode because I've seen it twice now. My favorite episode has got to be the on on the road. Is it called? Is that, is uh, that episode? End, of the, End of the road. That yeah. that's my favorite one. It was it was very nice to see Gaten acting it as well, and every, it just it, it looked so believable. Yeah. I mean, if I would me personally, if I was in there, I, I would be very gullible and be like oh i believe everything i do <laughs> see it's easy to prank me right well you know what's funny is like i can't speak for david henry but this is kevin i am probably one of the most easiest people to fool and prank and i think that's maybe why i love doing this i'm mm-hmm. so easily fooled but i feel like that that episode specifically what i liked about it was it was step by step giving both of our marks real jobs they became detectives they were putting all the evidence together. They were coming up with their own ideas. I love that Sade thought that the road was haunted mm-hmm. and that she had ideas on the creature. But I feel like like all of our really good bits that we do, the important thing is getting someone to believe something that truly is unbelievable mm-hmm. because that is where the reveal is great. Because if I made you believe that a real crisis was happening, then it's really not that funny, right? Because I made you believe that you know, something horrible is happening. But if I make you believe that aliens were here or Bigfoot was around the corner, then I think the laugh is even bigger. Uh, and, I, and and that one was, I don't know, that was in my top three for sure recent in, in this first season. That was in my, my top three experiences. I, I think that, that also, to go back just a step, the thing that the moments that are fun in every one of these is the moment where our guest is the one connecting the dots. And that's something that I think Dave does very well and that I've sought to emulate is to stand there in front of someone and say nothing, which is very difficult for comic actors to do and improvisers and stand there and just let them piece together. Oh my gosh, this guy has an alien parasite in his stomach and he just came down from space. And now it's, it's, it's churning. It's, it's very, it's amazing to stand there and watch somebody put it together and then watch the stakes raise as a result of that is a blast <laughs> so what was the process in finding the actors how, how was that easy hard um well i mean the good news is a lot of the actors um are on the show uh have a history with uh, with me and some of my other shows and so it was sort of i was very fortunate to be able to cherry pick from the best and two of them are in this room right now dave and i have been doing this kind of thing since 2004 or 5 yeah. Something like that, you know, back in the scare tactics days. And Henry joined us in the, like 2014, 2015. Yeah, for yeah. famous. Previously, we, our our paths had crossed on um, a couple of other. That's right, a couple of other pranks. Is it was it um, the breaking Shannon, up the Shannon Doherty show? Breaking up with Shannon Doherty, but but Fameless. I actually got brought into Fameless sort of as a backup, and then as it was all happening, we um, it it just the stars aligned, and I. Um, they started using me more and more, and I, I came to really love it. I, I found it to be a real thrill and a challenge to tell the stories. 
and then and then also recently we're, we're very fortunate too that we have a great casting department um suzanne broderick who's been working with us for years we we know each each script and each episode has unique needs like we did need a guy that was close to seven feet who could play a sasquatch and she did a great job of finding that like we also work with incredible stuntmen because we, we we're very dedicated i think in these shows to to do big theatrical you know things like explosions and car chases and jumps and so uh it, it it is a little bit of a hard process because what i'll say dave i think you should speak to this is that the kind of acting in this kind of show was a little counterintuitive to normal acting it's a little different and i think finding people that really know how to do this is, is a bit of a challenge yeah Part of it, I think, for an actor, you, we, you definitely need the improv skill because you have a script or a, sort of a skeleton of an outline, beats almost, objectives that you need to uh, accomplish with this person who doesn't know, one, that they're being filmed, the two, but you're trying to get them through this gauntlet of uh, obstacles and, and make them part of it. And with at least with improv, you're always... Um, as it, like Henry alluded, you, comedic actor, you wanna you want to be funny and you want to say the joke or you want to have that funny information. And it's almost more important for as an actor that your mark. You're almost like that's your that's my. I think of it as that that's my buddy. That's I got me and this buddy. We gotta get through this gauntlet together, and I've got to make sure that they one know the information, but two that I know that they know the information that I need to go to the next beat so i'm constantly asking them uh questions i'm almost i almost play the the foil in terms of like I'm, I'm not as bright and i need them to take charge so i know that what we're trying to get them to understand is tracking with them so as soon as they talk or if, you know because i don't know when they're going to talk i you know i stop stop immediately because the more they talk and the more they're invested in it, the better the bit is. And that's something that I learned being in post, uh, coming into post, and I'm seeing some of the, you know, some of the bits we filmed where I'm like, oh, I can see the act. The Mark is about to say something, and then I, I jump in. I'm like, oh, he was so close to saying something, and now it's not as rich or not as full. So for me, it's always treating them like a star in terms of giving them every opportunity if they're going to if, if they're going to get out the information i'd rather them speak it than than the actor or my or myself speak it does that make sense yeah yeah i get i get what you mean yeah so this question is for you dave sorry um, how long would it take uh to write an episode gosh it, it goes in stages i mean and it's it's very collaborative like kevin you, it has an idea or a, a genre or an area that, that he wants to explore. We sort of group group it out for an hour, maybe just get broad, broad beats, maybe hour, hour and a half of like, this is what an episode would look like. These are just the, the, the major beats. Then uh, we sort of discuss it. We all agree, like, that's the story. And then uh, one of us goes off and writes it, a writes a, a rough draft, maybe two, two and a half hours, depending. Then we send it to Kevin. Kevin sort of does his pros, does his pass on it. And then, you know, I, then I think it kind of just lives there. And we kind of just constantly, so that's sort of, that's presented to the network. And then from there on out, it's always going back to it. How do we make it better? How do we refine it? You know, and up until the point of 
like right before the mark shows up, we're constantly trying to refine it and make it better. So True. I, it's a living, it's a living, breathing document up until uh, till we, we reveal, really. But from the moment of, say, a, like a show like, let's say, season one getting picked up to production, talking about 10 weeks of writing yeah, and owning it. Right. And, and, yeah. and yeah. then, like, does the location change it? Does, right. if you find the right house, but the wrong room in it, do you have to rewrite the bit? That yeah. sort of thing? The other thing I think is funny, Reese, is that we go out with a, a, a piece of paper that we think is going to be the, you know, the be-all, end-all. And then if you want to talk about one particular bit, if you remember the bit with the teddy bears, um, Dave was in that bit. We had one of our marks. He wasn't sure that he wanted to be in the same room with our creepy little girl actress. He spent a lot of time outside with Dave contemplating going home, which would have been fine. We would have started over and maybe tried it again with another mark. But Dave kept talking to him. And, and, but while that was happening, we had another little person in a, in a white bunny costume, and she couldn't breathe because... She was in this white costume, and she had a little straw, and it was bent. So she started moving, and which is what our Mark, uh, our female Mark Theodore, noticed. She goes, that bunny moves. While that's happening, we're trying to inflate an airbag outside the house because we're going to do a stunt where the teddy bear comes to life and pushes a guy off a balcony. We're, we're, we're ruining the circuit. The circuit breakers are blowing in the house. So simultaneously, we're dealing with three emergencies, and somehow we just kind of you know, keep calm and carry on. We, we, the, the kid decided he wanted to come back in and finish his job. Uh, we got the circuit breaker to stick, and Dave was able to come back in and do a masterful job of explaining in a very roundabout way that he sort of kind of maybe called the police. Uh. And then so, but that was 45 minutes that was not in, not in the script. Mm -hmm. We had to follow what was happening in reality and create almost like a new story out of it. So that's another thing that's really wild and interesting about doing these is the script is an idea. It's not necessarily what's going to happen yeah you know it also it, because of that i think from watch watching it from the actor's standpoint it also as as improv actors there's this rule of yes and and the rule of yes and is that whatever someone says to you on stage you say yes and you add to it uh and it's very easy when you work in television and film and commercials and all these different mediums and i do a little bit of everything to have situations where a director or a, an assistant director or someone else says to a department hey, we need to do this. And the department has the right to say, oh, we can't do that. But once we are up and running, if somebody is saying we need to make something work, it is all hands on deck to make it work. Because if it doesn't, we could lose our entire day. Uh, and, and so that, that creates a yes and environment. And so it's not just a group of actors that Kevin has culminated. I've had the privilege to sit in some production meetings as I've shadowed the producers along the way, season one. It's an entire department of people who are trying to figure out how to just make it work. And it, it's, it, it's very fun. It makes for a familial vibe. Well done on the episodes. You don't get enough credit, do you, for what you've done? Like, so well done. I'll clap my hands to you lot. Thank you so much. We're, 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 we, love, we love that you love it. Um, and uh, yeah, we're excited. Uh, we're excited and, and hopefully it won't be too long before people see some of the other ones we've done. Mm -hmm. So, what did Netflix do to advertise the show? You know, it's interesting. They we we launched a trailer. You know, about thirty days out before the show was about to air, right around Halloween, and that helped a lot. Um, that got a lot of noise online. Uh, but most importantly, the the real promotion was with Gaten himself. Gaten went on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. 
uh, and did, oh man, like four or five very high profile digital shows um, and did some, some uh, actual press. I, I did some interviews with press, including Entertainment Weekly. So I think it was a really good push, you know, right before we aired. Um, you know, and then we found out the really good news, you know, within a couple of months, how well we were being received, which was incredible. Mm -hmm. So guys, that's it. Of That's all the questions I've got for today. No problem. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to say a massive thank you for taking the time to come speak to me today. It's been really fascinating to learn a bit more about your show. Well, we're, uh, we're excited and we thank you for having us on. Yeah, thanks, Reese. Thanks, Reese.